And I laugh. I laugh at those young morons. This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, Darren, and Joe. Welcome back, Kings fans. After beating the Sharks 5-2, Kings pick up a point but lose to the Senators 3-2 in overtime. Darren, what are your thoughts on the game tonight? Uh, As far as the game tonight, I think it was kind of a we're lucky to get a point kind of thing. Like I think we scraped one out, uh, which we shouldn't be against a team like Ottawa. And we're kind of lucky that James Reimer isn't very good or we'd probably be on a five-game losing streak. So not good either. So, what do you think, Joe? Yeah, uh, yeah, they definitely weren't good tonight. Um, there, there is definitely an opportunity in the second period to, to put themselves in a good spot. But I think either way, yeah, I mean, they got outplayed by a, what apparently is a, a fairly bad team. It's funny because the beginning of the game, I think I don't know if it was. Uh, uh, Patrick O'Neill, Jarrett Stoll, or whoever talking about the uh, uh, Ottawa can put the puck in the net. They just have a hard time keeping it out. I was like, well, that sounds familiar. And then halfway through the game, the Kings have zero goals. Uh, we're close to halfway from my memory. Um, it's kind of par for the course. Frustrating season for sure. I mean, um, I, frustrating in the sense that they're, I, I, they're still where I th- maybe thought they would be, I guess, or hanging in there and stuff. But um, yeah, like, I, it's so frustrating to watch them like, lose games like this. Like um, That's, yeah, I guess that's all I got. But again, uh, scoring a couple power play goals is a, is a silver lining, I guess. So. My man. Yeah. Arthur Kaliev. My man, the chin. Yeah, after how bad we played in that first period, I I thought we were gonna lose in regulation. So to to come back, play a little better, and get a point out of it, that was that was something at least. Rob, what'd you make? Um, tonight's game. Happy with the point. I really am. Um, I'm saying it, you heard it here first, guys. Arthur Kaliev is on the spectrum. He's a bit autistic. Just, just it's not a foreign thing. It's not, hey, he's Kazakhstani and born all this. He's autistic. Um, with that being said, I laugh at. I'm laughing at how much Twitter beef we got going on. Like lots of people like saying bad things about the Kings. You know, hey, we need this. We need that. We, you know, oh my God, the Kings aren't very good. This. Kings aren't very good that. I'm going to say I'm going to run this off for you right now. St. Louis Blues, Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators, Arizona, Chicago, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim. All would love to be 3 games above 500 right now. Not a single one of those teams are 3 games above 500 like we are. And it just seems like to be with the fan base right now, there's just a lot of gloom and doom. Yeah, it's is it would we like to be ten games above five hundred? Sure. Who wouldn't? But 
it's 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 a long grinding hockey season. We're three games above 500 right now. Regardless of how many games we've played, we've played more games than everybody, right? But we're still above 500. We're in a playoff spot. Stop with the gloom and doom. I think we're like in a point in all that Roddy talk too. Sorry, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but I think like. Uh, you know, like another positive just to come to mind the last two games. The only, well, they did allow a third goal in the overtime, but only allowing two goals in, in regulation is a step in the right direction for sure. Um, and I think that was a big problem with the, why they lost games early on was uh, just allowing too many goals. So I, hopefully we're in a transition here where we can kind of shore up that end of the game, whether it's goaltending and or defense, but just not getting scored on as much. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah. so more along with all that stuff, too, just people complaining about how many goals are going in. Every single fan base has to be screaming the same stuff then, too, because scoring is just so up around across the board in the entire league. Every Every team is scoring more goals. And uh, yeah, I, know, I heard somebody. We might have talked about this before. Somebody, I think it might have been uh, Spit and Chicklets, Miz, or somebody like talking about the amount of two goal deficits like come from behind wins that have been in the league. And I know the Kings were um, both part of winning and losing a lot of those games early on. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't. Yeah, to be honest with you, I haven't really watched it. Um, much um, other reaction from other teams this year's yeah. kind of in the dark with with what else what's going on. I'm praying the there's there's some people out there that complain about you know Matthews and and McDavid and McCarr and blah 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 how just generational greatness they are and if they played back when Gretzky played they would have scored two thousand goals and I laugh. I laugh at those young morons that say those things because you just stick your stick out in today's game and get it parallel to the ice, and it's a penalty. You just reach with your free hand and tap someone on the shoulder, and it's a penalty. Well, it's not just that, too. I mean, the, the goonery that went on then, like, you know, I know uh, Gretzky was, like, pretty well protected and, uh and you can make that argument, maybe McDavid or whoever these other players are, but it is just a different game. Like, I don't even know how right. to really, like, even, like, try and, like, one, I think it's a waste of time to even try and uh, uh, compare or whatever. I mean, look, the goaltending was awful back then compared to today, but, yeah, there's trade-offs both ways. Right. Um, but Gretzky did it. These guys – haven't so it is what it is yeah but what i was getting at is just today's game no lead is is safe just because the way things are set it is to score so well that's how it was in the 80s though i mean it was like that too not not so much the ticky tack penalty calls and stuff but it was it was wide open and like i said the majority of of hockey that we grew up on joe was was a two goal lead was game over 
You for sure, yeah. I mean, like through the nineties and stuff, like all the clutch and grab stuff. Um, sure. It, it just it's apples and oranges, like you know, sure it's completely different game. That's what I'm. That's exactly why it's so yeah. frustrating to hear people say those things. But you know, at the end of the day, who cares? Like. <laughs> Make I care, game. Joe. I no, no, no. I well, I'm, I'm saying like when people make these comparisons, it's like, like what the hell are you trying to accomplish? Like, okay, like you're, you're trying to take down Gretzky's accomplishments because like that's right. ridiculous. And are you trying to pump up McDavid or whoever? Any, but yeah, I don't know. Let's get back on track. Did you guys see the stats that came out? Uh, I think uh, yesterday or earlier today going going into today we had we're like kings are ranked like fourth in defense in the league sixth in offense in the league and 31st in goaltending what do you think about that darren i mean kind of sounds i think the goaltending and defense probably uh need to meet in the middle like I, i think not meet in the middle but like the defense is probably a little not fourth, and the goaltending is probably not quite thirty-first. But it's, I mean, the sounds about right. Like we generate a lot of chances, we don't finish. That's our problem. Like I, I think our shooting talent is like terrible. Like, but other than that, I mean, I think those numbers are per, probably like relatively close. How dare you talk about Kaliev like that? You don't believe in his shooting talent? I mean, the other eleven guys as our forwards are pretty. Aren't, aren't shooting puck very well, so. Um. Yeah, I mean, tonight, like tonight, we're gonna go back to tonight. The thing that's frustrating is watch Trevor Moore cut into the center of the ice or get a pass right in the center of the ice and then try to pass to Kopitar instead like, of shooting it when he's in the slot. Three different times. In the slot, like just like even if you like you don't like you can't get like full strength of your shots. I think. He was in somewhat of an awkward position. Just throw it at the net because, and throw it at the right side of the net because you have two guys that are over there. But the puck goes that way, then you're going to have a recovery on the puck, chance at rebound. But um, yeah, just he was like, like lately, like uh, with the Kings, like uh, with offensive chances, a lot of hesitation. Um, Kempe did the same thing tonight. What's that? Kempe did the same thing tonight. Right. Yeah, we saw it a couple of times. Dirt, Dirt, uh, Dirty Dirty did it twice. Dirty, yes, I remember that one too. Both both ways. He one time great, he shot great, when he should have yeah. passed, and then he passed when he should have shot. Yeah, he made a great move. I think that was in the third period also, where he was like, oh, and then he like, yeah, just like, like once you make that move and you have that open ice, just throw it at the net like that. Like, yeah, I don't know, but. uh not that it would have changed the game. I think, I mean, it could have, but um, they're still outplayed either way. But that's interesting to hear. So they're, they, they, can you repeat those those rankings again, Roddy? I'm just curious. Fourth in defense, sixth in offense, 31st in goaltending. Oh, 31st. I think so. Yeah. All right. So I thought they were top five for all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would agree with those. And yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Is this the goaltending? Like, you know, that's the problem with the bad stats too. And we've talked about the sad nauseum, but part of the goaltending problem is the defense, but also part of the goaltending problem is just the inconsistency. And 
that that, that goes with both goaltenders. Primarily Cal, for sure. Like but, what 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 could our record be if we just had average goaltending like like fifteenth rank goaltending? How much better would our record be? Maybe a few games, but I don't know. I think like over the course of the season that stuff's gonna correct itself. Like if they play to their ability. Like you know, I think both goaltenders have the capability of playing better than they have. Quick's definitely played at a level I think that's acceptable to most of us. I, I would not going to speak for you guys, but um, and I think at least Peterson's kind of you know his start was atrocious. Like he's kind of put some consistency together. He's still having bad you know letting bad goals and whatnot, but. Um, going in the right direction though so so if so if you're rob blake what's your primary what are you looking at in a trade right now are you still looking for a left-handed defenseman or are you looking at a goalie now what do you think both i don't i don't think they need to go after anybody like you got two you got a right-handed defenseman and a left-handed defenseman in the minors i think you need to get decide what you're going to do with walker or jersey because like when I'm looking at it, although when I watch it tonight, as much as I've started to agree with Dursey being such a defensive liability, like um, I think if he was, you know, on the thir- third pairing and playing on the power play, that's a good spot for him. Whereas I guess my point is Walker doesn't belong in the lineup. I think at this point, um, so I wouldn't do anything. I mean, the, the one thing I would do if you could is improve the goaltending. That's not going to happen. Nobody's taking on Cal Peterson's contract. Either one, yeah, either one of the contracts, right? Yeah, um, and and you're not going to. There's no reason to get rid of Quick either. I, you know, uh, he deserves to to at least be backup to somebody. And it's a shame that uh, uh, Peterson hasn't taken. You know the job hurting his paycheck because you know that that would be ideal but um but so, so you're fine with keeping guys in the ahl that could easily be on our nhl team but because we have too many people you're fine with keeping I mean, them down there is that no is that really no i'm seeing the opposite i'm saying bring them i would i would if if it were up to me i would get rid of i would get rid of walker i mean i don't know what you're gonna get for him but i i I think Bjornford should should be in the lineup. I don't know how he's do, I don't know how him or Spence are doing in the minors, but I think both of them showed last year that they can play and hang in the NHL, and so that that evens out. You don't have a, a right-handed shot playing on on the left side, and I do think that is honestly part of the problem. Is you kind of have this constant shuffle of of personnel there. There's no like even if there is consistency, you have somebody that's playing in a spot that is not comfortable there or probably not being best utilized um so i'll shut up i mean i to me i think that's it's okay to have that problem like oh no we have nine good defensemen who could play in the nhl like it gives us flexibility come the trade deadline to make a maybe a move that we can't even think about you know what i mean like where we could trade two or three defensemen and we we don't have a lack there you know what i mean like or maybe we could package one of those guys with Peterson to a team that would take him if we could get a good goalie. I don't think that's going to happen, but it gives us a lot of flexibility, which is 
a good thing in these these times where like every team is at the cap and like struggling with that kind of stuff. So here's my question to you, Rodney. Who on the Ontario Reign need to be on the LA Kings right now? I think uh, Moverari should be up and um, playing, I don't know, half and half with Edler. Um, I don't think Edler should be playing every game. Uh, as far as the forwards, I don't know how long you want to keep Byfield down there, but he's starting to look pretty good down he's, there. He scored two tonight. Yeah, had a nice little... Between the legs, gold. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty. But if they want to keep, I don't know if they're trying to build up some uh, chemistry between him and Turcotte for the future, or I don't know if they're trying to build up more chemistry with him, or just let him play down there for a while. But one thing I I've been noticing, and you can see it a lot lately, is we're such a small team, and we could use some bigger bodies up on the big squad. I'm, a fan. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the little guys that like Darren out there, but we can't have a full team of Darrens. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when uh, Walker got wrecked today, I was like, "There's nobody that's gonna, yeah, not, not, not to go fight, but there's nobody out there that's gonna go lay a bomb unless it's you know maybe Roy can lay a hit like that or Jonathan Quick. That's about it. So yeah, yeah but being uh, being the the number one Calia fan that I am, my biggest. My biggest knock on him is that he's a 6'2", 200-pound guy that is afraid to touch anybody. But the last two games, last game, he actually, like, touched people <laughs> with his hands. And today, he put a shoulder into somebody. And I'm hoping that is a trend, a marked trend that he's trying to work on because he's got like I said, he's 6'2", 200 pounds. He, I would love to see Calio start banging a little more. Our big guys need to start doing that. Yeah, sure. if I was that, on I the mean, Kings coaching staff, I would say, hey, Calio, every game where you've uh, you know, played a little physical, you've scored two goals so far, so why, why don't you keep doing that? <laughs> exactly. Hey, are we going to just let Kempe just – are we going to go another podcast without let, calling out Kempe? Hey, let, <laughs> Adrian Kempe, go. What the, f- what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. He's uh, I I know exactly what's going on with him. He's just his thirty goal season last year when half of those goals were empty netters. He got it. He got paid, and now he doesn't want to score anymore. He's always been streaky. I mean, well, he'll go have. He needs he, to he's streaky. gonna he's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna go pot two in the next couple games just to make it look like a fool. Joe, you sent out the text about us having six twenty goal scores. Potentially, yeah, and that's with Kopitar with three goals, by the way. But but and what's sad about that is there's only one thirty goal, one guy on pace for thirty goals, and he's not really on that pace since he's only scored like one goal in the last seven games. Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously extrapolating numbers based off where they're at, but um, but that I mean that is a great thing. I mean that is a. a yes. When's the last time we've had like this balance of scoring? That's why it's, yeah. it's kind of a little bit frustrating again, is to have balanced scoring like that. Like, you know, traditionally, like we've had like a line or, 
you know, two lines um, or, you know, maybe one power play is driving the scoring or whatever. It's coming from kind of one channel. Like right now it's kind of been, you know, and I, it, I do think it's a positive when you have, when Kovatar, you know, Kovatar has been, looks non-existent to Like when you're, you're watching the games, he still has, I think, what, 18, 19 points or he's close to a point for a game. Yeah. Um, and he, but going back to Kempe, what's his problem? I, I don't know. I think it's partially confidence. You know, I don't. I, I would have to look. I, I would wager to guess he's not shooting nearly as much as he has in the past. Um, I don't think that line works. And whether it's the having three lefties on the same line, um, uh, or you know they just don't click, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would shuffle the lines around, and I hate to break up like the second line because they are they do have chemistry, but just to see if something sticks, you know, maybe somebody can somebody well, you take one winger from Dino's line and replace him with somebody else, and that still works. You know, maybe it's him and more that work together well, and then you get somebody else that goes there, and then the the Kopitar line picks it up, but. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to blame Kempe's performance on Kopitar. Like he definitely owns it, but at the same time, all the only one of them that is constantly producing is Fiala, and it doesn't matter what line he's on. It's what Darren said earlier in the show, and it's something we said all last year was nobody finishes, and mm-hmm. Kempe right now is just not finishing. Um. Are we happy that we got a point with two second lines and two fourth lines playing tonight? Now that we're talking about it out loud, it kind of makes me look at, at our lines. I'm not happy with it before the game, after the game, the way that went. Yeah, I, yeah. that's the way I would yeah. sum it up. But it... Edler, Edler is noticeably pylonish, and I'm a I'm an Edler fan. Yeah, I don't have any problem with them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would bring like. Like those two guys in in uh, we'll bring one of them up. Morari is is the left-handed big man. So I'm not big on him. Like like so. What's like like his? I think he's our, just bigger and more physical than the the other two guys. Are two more really small guys, and our defense is really small and not. But he's a righty also. No, no Morari is not right. Spence oh, is right-handed. Okay. All right, so I guess maybe that solves the problem. So Spence is just Dursey. Dursey and Spence yes. are the same player. Meanwhile, we have Brent Clark, who's better than both of them, not playing. So what happened to him? Did they? Is he just on IR? We're still trying to figure. It's uh, what we he, talked about. We've yeah. talked about this a couple weeks ago. And he he did his conditioning stint, and then now that ended last night. And then he's technically back on the Kings. But they're probably going to see if he's going to play for the World Juniors. They're expecting a phone call this, this week. Yeah. They're hoping he's going to get called up to the, the Canadian team <clears throat> so they don't have to play him another, again until after New Year, basically. And then just kind of like let him play out. They're playing the roster time. games and contract yeah. games so, with him right now. So the roster is still 23 men, right? In NHL? Mm-hmm. Still like expanded or something? Yeah. Or are they just shuffling people around because. Is it Lemieux hurt right now? And well, he's on like I think he got placed on IR, right? Him and uh, I follow our IR. Yes, so they, I follow Lemieux on IR. Yeah, and we we called up 
uh, Frederick Allard and Brent Clark. We're along basically with just Gabriel buying Villard. time with Brent yeah, Clark right yep. now We're to just see gonna... there might be trades coming up or injuries. So they're just buying yeah. as much time as they can before they make a full on decision on keeping him. Yeah. I think Blake oh, had like an interview and it said something about like, you know, oh, we want him to play like Noah Dobson did a couple seasons ago where he played like 40 games in his rookie year. And that's what they're shooting for. And so they're trying to like push him. They're trying to make it to where he can back end those games kind of thing. Let's talk really quick about uh, Leas Anderson. Wait, wait, did he even play tonight? Pretty invisible. Yeah, I think that's... Is there some nepotism going on with that, or what's the deal? I think it's just they gave up capital, so they're trying to give him as long of a runway as possible. I think, you know, if he had to clear waivers and they lost him via waivers, I don't think they'd lose sleep over it. Here's here's something you probably never thought I'd say, but boy, I can't wait for Alex Ifollow to come back. Right? He was he was off to a hot start. He, he was because I I just think we're lacking in the bottom six right now. Just we're looking for. You want to know where the identity comes from? The identity comes from the I bottom six. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, he's, you know, I would agree with you because he does actually play physical too, and yeah. I, I think that is something that's definitely lacking. You yeah. know, a heavy hitter, but you, you take a guy like him, he's Zot, and and more. You know, just those those types of guys that hound pucks and go 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 and yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I don't know what other teams' injuries are looking like, but we definitely have been bit by it the last couple of weeks. I mean. I follow Lemieux, Velarde. I'm really uh, hoping technically Byfield. They didn't so. specify what Velarde's injury was, other than upper body, but I'm really hoping it's not his back again. You could see yeah. him like grimacing on the bench in the last game, but I didn't. <clears> I didn't <throat> see the hit before that, so I'm not really sure what it was. Oh, I thought they were talking about his heart. His heart. His heart of hearts. Yeah, there was a couple. There was a game before that too, where he was like grimacing too. After I think it cross checked on his uh, his hip from somebody. I don't remember who he's in front of the net, but um, that's I don't know if that's considered upper body. But who knows if I think if he had like an actual serious injury, if it was his back, I don't think. I don't think they would have played games with it like they did today. Where it's like, yeah, he's he wasn't marked as out till. Warm-ups, like, I don't think they would have done that. I have to ask Joe a question. Joe, what's up with your boy, Grunstrom? Hasn't really looked that good to me lately. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been getting minutes. I mean, I think when him him and uh, Kupari and and, uh, uh, Fiala were playing together, you know, had some glimpses, but you know, Fiala. Uh, not that he makes other players look better, but you know, creates offense on his own. So, yeah. but yeah, I you know, I fully agree. Uh, definitely t- take my my. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's been given the the chances um, at this point. So yeah, it totally deserves criticism. I don't know if there's a better option to put in the lineup. 
Scythe. There isn't right now. Yeah. I think that's the that's the one thing keeping him in the lineup is, you know, he's probably our Which is a shame. Best forward. Yeah. You you figure like that's your opportunity to to really shine and I you know the, the scoring okay, that's one thing, but what we were just talking about, the physicality, the one thing that I, I was always a, a, a fan of his is because he, he, you know, he was out there running around, uh, not running around, but he's out there laying a big hit on the four check. You know, that's kind of disappeared from his game, which uh, we could use. Uh, so, uh, yeah. toy, toy deserves criticism. Let's say sure. that. Let's say that brain transplants were a thing. What if you could take Lazat's brain and stick it in Kapari's head? How much better would Kapari be as a player? Let's face. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be Gilbert's great brother. Let's talk about hockey, sir. All right. Uh, what do we got on the upcoming schedule, Rob? Oh, schedule. You want schedule? So, uh, some winnable games still. You know, we got Seattle Tuesday. Then Arizona on Thursday. When is Seattle Car- going to stop playing good? That's it's scary. This year's Seattle is what all the analysts last year were saying they were right. going to be last year. Maybe they're not as dumb as they look. I don't know. Well, they looked good against the Kings the last time they played them. The, the both times, right? Well, yeah, both times. But last time, like, yeah, it was did this. Yeah, you could tell like they're 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 playing well. It's not just the first game. Like you you can think, oh well, it's just a one off. You know, you start, but they're they yeah. reminded me of when the Kings are going. Yeah, you know when the Kings play their game. That's yeah. kind of the way Seattle's been looking for sure against us. Um, and then over the weekend we got Carolina, so that's going to be a tough one. But after after that, those are all home games left. Then we go on a big roadie. We, we'll we'll talk about that a little later, I guess. But we got to finish out this this home Seattle, Arizona, Carolina. Well, I think you have to beat Arizona, right? I mean, I don't even know how how they're doing, but uh, I think they're they're not as bad as everyone predicted. They're they're not good, but they're still you know they're three games below five hundred. They're right. seven, ten, and three. But everyone expected them to be, you know. Zero twenty and one right yeah, now, or right. something like that. And I think so. your boy Checkerin has picked up what a point per game since he's been back, something like that. I haven't looked, but yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's we got to beat Arizona and probably hope to get a point or two against each of the other teams. And hey, here we are back to to you know how I was saying people are doom and gloom about about the Kings. How is it if you were a Duck fan right now? I'm not sure. I think I mean, da- their, I think their Darren future has, is has, now, right? Darren, they got, you, you they got, got a lot of Duck fan friends, right, Darren? What, how, what are they feeling right now? Uh, they were super excited the other night when they won their first regulation game. They were they were throwing a party in the locker room. So, but think about that. They got Zegris. You know, it has a season under his belt. McTavish is. As advertised, he's a stud. You know, Troy Terry, ooh, he's, according to, to Zegris, he's God's gift. Scary Terry. Why aren't they any better? Why are they so bad? And they All picked right, up a lot of veteran defensemen, too, in the offseason. So. Yeah. Well, 
So every time you, we feel bad about our three games above 500, just think it could be a lot worse, guys. We could be the Ducks. I don't feel bad at all. There's no doom in the world. So I <laughs> that's, that's why we do this, Joe. Yeah, uh, we, we spread the positivity to the fan base. <laughs> well, I mean, I would shit on them if they deserved it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we have issues. I, I couldn't tell you about the Ducks because I don't really pay any attention to them. Um, you know, if you want to talk about talking to Ducks fans or any time you – Anytime I interact with uh, Ducks fans, which is usually like uh, with the uh, you know beer league guys, they immediately deflect to like some nonsense, like "Well, oh, you paid Fiala eight million dollars. How does that work?" And I'm like, "Well, this is like point per game, or he's, he's a leading scorer on a team that's in a playoff spot right now." Yeah, I mean, this is like a couple weeks ago when I think when Velarde was like really hot, but I'm like, I'm like. He's quietly like just putting up a point per game, so I have zero problem with that. But by the way, back to the Ducks, and it's I don't know. Can't talk to Ducks fans about the their team if they're doing bad. It doesn't even matter if they even if they're doing good. It's always uh, straw man, red herring arguments going back about the Kings when that's not even the topic of the conversation. So. Um, the Ducks and they have uh, their fans have a chip on their shoulder, um, uh, little brother syndrome. Yep, they do. <laughs> their logo's terrible, too, by the way. Oh, if we're gonna talk about jerseys, do you guys like the, the Sharks jerseys the other night? The Sharks, nah, oh, they're cool. I, I didn't cool. hate them, but yeah, I think they're they're good third jerseys. They yeah, they weren't the worst reverse retros. I, I thought they did a good job for the ode to the the California Seals. I thought that yeah, was been like the whole point, though, like right. the retro thing. Yeah, I but, thought it was funny at the beginning of the game. And uh, what's his name? Your 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 guy Rob, who's the announcer? Alex, Alex, Alex. Alex didn't even know what it was. <laughs> did you hear that? Like, no, he I did. He was like, he's like, what are those? Like, and. <laughs> And then, like Jeff Fox, like I think those are supposed to be uh, an ode to the California Seals, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was watching a different broadcast. Maybe it was. So you're a so, Canadian broadcast? No, it had to have been the Kings. Yeah. So speaking of Alex Faust, he did a national game over the weekend. It was Vegas versus somebody else. I forget. And he did so. He did the national broadcast for them, and he was fantastic. So it sounded like like he was rooting for both teams, which makes yeah. it sound neutral. So, yeah. yeah, he did a really good job on the national broadcast. Said that, said it multiple times. He'd probably be best as a national announcer, but he's technically a good announcer. I, I don't know. I don't get the hate that you have for him, Rob, but because. He doesn't like the Kings. I will die on that mountain. Don't don't start with me. I will die on that mountain. I have issues, I have issues with him. I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't see that side of it. But whatever. Like today, you Jim Fox had to mansplain to him that the it wasn't an icing call. It was the offside of the pass right in the side of the zone from where the. Pass came yeah. from, yes. Like that that annoys me, that type of stuff. And yeah, we're yeah. 
kind of dismisses little nuances. What else we got here, Rod? I don't know. I'd like to see a few line changes personally, but I do too. So, do you guys agree that we should that they should mix up the first line? So, so what do you think about this, Joe? What do you think about think of our first two lines right now? Swap the wingers on both lines. So you put Arvison and Moore with Kopitar, and then you put Fiala and Kempe with Dano. Would you like to see that for a couple games? Yeah, I mean, I think you still have like the you still have the lefty issue, which I guess is unavoidable at this point. But yeah, we don't have enough righties. But yeah, it, it, yeah, I would like to see. You don't have to switch both of them. Just switch one side or the other. Uh, I, I'd honestly be fine going back to what they did couple games ago when Fiala was on the third line and we had Velarde up there when he's healthy, like, cause Fiala can play yeah. with, he can play with almost anyone and he, with his power play time and his 12 minutes a game, yeah, he can generate points. And so it's like, if we can make three lines dangerous, why not do that? And like, I would agree with that. And I would, I would put Rob's boy up on the first line. Um, yeah. I would really like to see Byfield, Fiala, Kaliev. I think that'd be a fun. That could be a fun. All right. So you're you're pro bring Byfield up now instead of letting him sit down in the AHL for a while. With the guy with us losing some forwards, I think we kind of need him back up here. Which means Kupari sits right. Obviously, yeah. Well, not necessarily. You could slide him to the wing. It's just oh. we got so many guys that. When is the experiment over? When? When? Yeah, is the, I mean that's the problem. I mean, when is Leas Anderson done? When is Jared Anderson Dolan done? You know, I think Jad's been fine as a as our thirteenth forward. I mean, I think he's been blocking shots. He scored a goal. Like, I, I don't want him to play every game, but I think he's been fine. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he had one good game. Everything you said that he just did, that yeah, was one game. Uh, that's that's why I laugh. I laugh at who's all. Going that. To, who's going to battle for the thirteenth forward? I mean, really. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, no, I'm just, if yeah. If he's I'm our thirteenth forward and we bring him in, in in injury situations, so be it. Like, sure, but Brunstrom could be he's, that guy. He's better know. than Anderson. I, I, I mean, so if we're going to go down that road, if we're going to push people to want like Brunstrom could be that guy, so could Kupari. Sure. I'd rather have Brunstrom or Kupari be the thirteenth forward than. Uh, uh, Either yeah. of see Anderson or yeah, uh, that's my opinion. I here, could without both those. Here, guys. Here's something that won't happen. This is just fan talk. TJ right-handed Tynan. Yeah, maybe he's got the the contract that makes people not want to pick him up because it's like fully guaranteed next year at eight hundred thousand. So. He's not necessarily waiver exempt, but he's kind of waiver exempt. But. What else? What do you what do you, what do you think about the time on ice that these lines are getting? You thinking uh, Kopitar is still getting too much playing time? I the one thing I do like is it. I might be wrong here. Is the former second power play unit is now playing? First, or at least in some instances, right? That was great to see. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the the second power play, but I know the first one was drawn with Fiala and Kempe, like just coming off the ice, so they didn't want to put tired guys on the ice. But well, I mean, but they scored the goals the other night too, right? Yeah, 
as the Sharks. And I, they, I'm pretty sure they got to start. The, the, the puck movement is just so much better on that power play unit. The we'll call it the what do you want to call it the Dano unit? Just, yeah, the Jersey unit. Call it the Jersey unit. Right. Speaking of the Jersey unit, does anybody else just get a sudden feeling of stress whenever the game is close and Jersey is controlling the puck like on our net and stuff? It's just I sent the text. Yeah, just I just can't. Text. I just can't help it. I'm like, oh shit, what's gonna happen so, right now? <laughs> I I hate that I do it, but every time the Kings start scrambling around, I sit there and go. Okay, where's Jersey? Where's Jersey? And I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Four out of every five times that happens, he's on the ice. As long as we're shitting on people, like now I'm thinking about like where's Dowdy been like offensively? Like That's right, Joe. Go at go after him. No, I I don't even know, like, but I don't have a problem with him per se, but um but he hasn't been he hasn't been yeah, super I mean, great the last week or two. I think he's he's become our uh, our stay at home, without staying at home. He does he does lead all defensemen in points though. I mean, you got to give him that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I know he's leading, I think second in the league in ice time. So he's not shit. No, I think he's fine defensively. It's just uh, so yeah. I mean. I, Maybe that is a good move, though. And I wish the coach would have the same thing about Kopitar. Look, I don't think Kopitar is going to be moved off of the power play, but I don't think that would be a bad move. See, just to, even if it just lights a fire under his ass. I mean, he's at a point in his career where, you know, obviously, like he's on the downside of it. Like, um, he's still productive, still deserves minutes, but just. Give them softer minutes, you know, like yeah. and spread the wealth around. That's been my argument the whole season, is just to make that happen. And I think it's kind of starting to happen a little bit to a degree, but, um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to use a word that I haven't used in a while, but value. It's it's Dowdy's contract. You know, he's making eleven million dollars. You you obviously you always want more out of guys that are being paid the most. Kopitar and Dowdy being being our top paid guys, um, they've they've earned those contracts. Bringing home Stanley Cups for us, um, and right now we're going to have to swallow a little bit of this and that. But what can we get better value out of? With less minutes, do we get better value out of them? Do do they play a little better for a shorter period of time or? Or do we just run them into the ground? I don't it's know. It's not even if they play better. It's that maybe somebody else will play better. You know, like right. So it's not that. Like I was when I was talking about Dowdy, I was talking more about the offensive side of things. Where I I don't feel like this is anecdotal because I'm not paying attention to stats and all that stuff. But I don't feel like he uh, he's as noticeable. And maybe that is because he's on the top power play line with Kopitar and just stagnant and it's not him, but he's part of that equation. So, you know, I, you know, you're talking about just, I think Dowdy's earning his contract. Kopitar, I don't even care. I don't even care about that with either of them. I guess the point being is, uh, yeah, spread the minutes around and see, see who rises 
you know, rises up to the occasion. And if nobody does, then okay, then reshuffle everything again. But you got to change that top line. <laughs> That's my opinion. Kepe should be able to score goals. And I think if you didn't have like those, have those other players to rely on, if he had to be the man on his line, put him with freaking Kupari or somebody where it's, you know, it's just a different look. And, you know, now he knows that like he doesn't have to defer to Kopitar, doesn't have to defer to the other person and have to be looking for him, that he feels like he has to be the man on the line. That might make him crawl out of the shell to a degree. I don't know. Maybe I'm making no sense here, but or I'll shut up. Yeah. I mean, I've always advocated from changing the lines, especially in a time like this where we're, we lost four out of five. I mean, and I think we got two points out of it, but um, like, yeah, I, I think you could definitely argue for changing anything up. I think the one hard part is the one guy you would slot into the top six easily is he was out with an injury and that's Filardi. And so it's like, who are you moving up into that top six with Velarde out? I mean, is it maybe it's Kaliev, but they've, for whatever reason, they've tried him up there and I don't see it, but they don't like him up there. Like, I don't, I don't see why they don't like him, but they don't like him up there. And so I don't know. Well, just, just think about this. When I, I follow does come back and if Velarde's not as hurt, you know, if he's when he's healthy, and then you take a guy like Kaliev and then Byfield. You got four guys with the top six that we have, plus those four guys. You should be able to make almost identical top nine, right? Three lines yeah. of just outstanding players. I mean, I, I'm I'm I can't wait for us to get healthy, and I'm hoping. T-Mex starts messing around with it because he has he has some pieces. Why not? Why not start looking? Yeah, for sure. That means one of those guys has to has to be on the fourth line, by the way. The sure. four the four guys I just said, plus the top six, that means one person is going down to the fourth line, which will be Kaliev, right? Bullshit. All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or not. And share. Yeah, hit that share button. Till next time, stay classy. Go, Kings, go. Go, Kings. Go, Kings. Go, Kings.